Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Please leave your message after the tone. Hello, is that Mr. Really Really? Uh, I'm calling from the Food Competition Standards Agency. Uh, we've uh, received some very disturbing uh, reports about your um, lunch watch competition, and I'm calling to inform you that at this time we'll be issuing you with a cease and desist uh, and launching a legal investigation into the competition. If you could call me back uh, on 020. Hello. Um, as some of you might have been aware of, Lunchwatch, which is what this is and welcome to it, was unable to run in its normal form this week due to a cease and desist order issued by the Food Competition Standards Agency. Which I have to say I was surprised about, because it was my understanding that Dan Kinney had paid them off, or perhaps they thought the extra presents in their stockings last Christmas were lumps of coal. Although last time I checked, lumps of coal didn't come with fives and tens printed on them. I suppose maybe Dan forgot. Although the man's an elephant, he's never forgotten a thing in his life. So my suspicion is that maybe he paid himself off. That is to say that he kept the money. And in any event, I've got no memory of having given it to him in the first place though I'm no elephant myself, sad to say. So the Food Competition Standards Agency shut us down. On what grounds, you ask? Did you ask what the grounds were? I must be hearing things. Speaking of hearing things, have you ever heard the one about the guy who ran a much maligned weekly lunch competition, only to have it shut down one week, pending an immediate trial? Because that's the one I'm taking the time to tell you. So do me the honour of listening for however many minutes it goes on for. So anyhow, they shut us down. The Food Competition Standards Agency, I mean. Those dreadful old slugs. The charge? Fraud. General and massive fraud, to be clear. Amongst other things, they claim that we couldn't prove a lot of the lunches had ever existed in the physical realm and therefore... People were winning and losing based on hearsay alone. It was all fairly flimsy. And as these things often are, you could tell it was nothing but a personal vendetta. You see, the reason behind the reason is that I myself used to be the treasurer of the Food Competition Standards Agency. And when I was there, I stole funds left, right and centre. And there had been no way they could prove I'd done it, but they all knew about it because I've got a big mouth. It was awful, really. I eventually got the sack, but I didn't care one bit. There wasn't much money left to embezzle anyhow. And afterwards, me and Dan Canetti would walk right past their offices in our brand new APC denim jackets. And I'd stare through the window at them tauntingly, as if they'd done me a great injury and not the other way around. I hadn't thought about the Food Competition Standards Agency for years, if you must know the truth. Must you? Yes, we all must. 
even after starting my own food competition. I'd clean forgotten all about them. As I've already said, I am not an elephant. Until last week, that is, when they ceased and desisted Lunchwatch pending a hasty and badly organised legal trial, which I'm going to tell you about now. I'm just about to tell you now, so don't rush me, because genuinely I'll just stop talking and then you won't know what happens. So, on the day of the trial, which was two days ago, we all put on our suits, or at least I did. And no, I'm not talking about a suit of armour or a wingsuit. I'm talking fine tailoring, cut cloth, linen, that sort of thing. But I'm losing focus, and I can barely remember what it was I was talking about. Oh yes, the trial. So we all shined our shoes and headed down to the courts, to begin the proceedings. The press were all over the steps on the way in, shoving cameras in everybody's faces, asking me how I felt. Oh, fine, I said. I feel fine. Anything more to add, they asked. No, just put that I feel fine, I said. Put that on the evening news. We all shuffled into the courts. I recognised several members of the Food Competition Standards Agency on the other side of the room, and remembered that aside from all the money I'd stolen, I'd also vandalised some of their lockers, to no rational gain. And I said ha-ha, because I couldn't think of anything else to say, and I wondered if I felt shame, but in the same way that you might nominally study one particular bank of clouds in an enormous electrical storm. And Hank Hill texted me to tell me that he was lying on the floor of an Odeon cinema drinking brandy, or at least that he had been and this cheered me up for a second, and the judge kicked things off with a bit of preamble and then called for the case for the prosecution. The case for the prosecution hinged on the idea that the lunches in Lunchwatch remain unproven, that they exist outside the physical realm and therefore can't be accounted for in a meaningful and timely manner. I mean, it was such an obvious hatchet job that almost took my breath clean away. But I held on to my breath. More's the pity. Lunches were wheeled out on trays to be presented to the jury, along with projected images of those lunches, with enormous sad faces and question marks superimposed all over them. Food must be a tangible experience, even in reportage. It must, said the prosecution lawyer or solicitor, if that's what they are called, and they bang their fist down on the table. And I stop listening for a while, because whilst I do have a long attention span, I'm not required to use it, except for when I really, really want to. My mind drifted. I thought about how dreadful it was that we tend to die in rooms, and I sang the Apollo 440 song, Can't Stop the Rock, in my head, although I replaced the word rock with rot. At points I noticed the prosecution lawyer, or whatever it is that they're called, standing right over me, screaming niche details about my character, imploring the jury to see that Lunchwatch was the work of a true fraud, more phony than the Easter Bunny. This bit didn't particularly land, mind you. There are just so many better examples of phoniness. That's really one of the worst examples. And I tried as best as I could to ignore them and thought about nothing or as close to it as I could get which was a million miles away in real terms, but I did my best and that's all that can be asked of me. 
The case for the prosecution concluded with an impassioned rant about the importance of clear-cut reality and how that relates to lunchtime somehow, and just some stuff about how sometimes I edit the phone calls to make it sound like I've responded with an off-the-cuff joke immediately, rather than five to six seconds later. As the lawyer made his closing statement, I noticed that he was bowing, and the jury were all on their feet whooping, and I thought, oh great. And so the judge called for the case for the defence, if that's how you say it, which began with me playing the guitar. As my lawyer, Dan Canetti, had said he thought it might be a good idea if I kicked things off with the girl from Ipanema, which I'd just recently learnt. He said that this would humanise me. However, as soon as I started to play, I could tell this had been a ridiculous idea. I don't even know the words. I just sort of hummed the tune as I played. Dan Canetti smiled approvingly as my fingers shook all around the fretboard, and I was glad when the judge put a stop to it. It would be the last time I would take the stand during the trial. As I exited with my guitar and sat back down, Dan Canetti whispered, Nice work. Bloody good work up there. And I said, What are you talking about? And he said, The jury love you now, and gestured towards an empty corner of the room. Look. I thought to myself that maybe I should have got a proper lawyer in, but then again, better the devil you know, as Canetti limbered and stretched and made his way to the centre of the room to begin doing his main bit. Canetti began to speak, and quite quickly it was clear he was speaking at what you might think of as general cross-purposes. He was launching deeply personal writs, counter-suing for completely separate issues, demanding that the jury sit in height order, and if they didn't, it was akin to having placed the very air in the room on trial. The judge objected many times over but grew tired and bored and eventually just gave up. Canetti filibustered away, claiming to have been the first person to have ever used the chat function on LinkedIn, asking if they intended to make a case about that too. The judge shrugged, maybe. And while he spoke, I thought so many things. Thoughts that flickered and burnt away, forwards and backwards through time and out of the room and into the world about the room, and about Canetti, and about lunch watch, and about how my body felt sat in the chair, and whether it felt good or bad, and what that meant if it could mean something, and how that placed me in my own history, and in relation to the room, and to the rest of the world in the fullness of my experience. And I thought about leaving the courtroom, take myself away and never come back, and I would have, really I would have. I would have gone on foot, tight shoes or no, I would have walked for miles and miles and slowly lost strength and survived on abandoned picnics left by the roadside and sandwiches stolen from service stations and maybe, just maybe, I would become a new person who lives along the motorways and sleeps in the laybys. But instead I just stood up and went shh to calm and also to shush Canetti and spoke. It's me, I said. It's Johnny. This is who's been behind all this. And I'd like to thank you all for coming out. Thanks for listening too. I I mean, I really do appreciate it. I know it's not easy to maintain faith in something like this. It's easy to feel as if it doesn't matter, has no edifying value, nothing to take comfort from. But, members of the jury, just in case you didn't realise, Lunchwatch is a kind of a display-based lunch competition. You send in one lunch you've had between Monday and Wednesday to be analysed and reviewed 
by myself, Johnny White Really Really, as well as the ever-shadowy and absent figure of Dan Canetti, to receive the ultimate honour of being this or that week's winning lunch. And if that's not enough, I'm afraid that's all I can offer. Okay, so, joined here by Judge Waterman. Hello. Who, in consultation with her own uh, deliberations, <laughs> has come to the conclusion that the only way to... to solve this uh, judge the only way to judge it fairly is with some sort of binary just yes or no left or right guilty or innocent <laughs> and it's for whether we can uh, continue with uh, lunch watch really and it's just a sort of general it's a judgment it's it's a ju- when you are a judge yeah <laughs> so it is a judgment uh and so it what what are we going to go for heads what what you say because you're the judge no but you have to say which one's guilty and which one's innocent if it lands on the heads the queen's head to yep. be more precise then lunch watch will go on forevermore uh, that is that it? that's you're not guilty okay <laughs> if we get tails then they have prevailed <laughs> and lunch watch has to cease as of immediately okay all right so everyone get ready at home cuz this is good this is a big one uh, on the floor hang on okay, okay. rethrow it's the queen's oh, head yes! lunch watch continues <laughs> yes perfect <laughs> perfect perfect um okay <laughs> That's all from from Lunchwatch and uh, thank uh, Judge Waterman and thank um, nature itself and God that we can continue again next week. Case dismissed. <laughs>